Thanks for joining us today at Springwell Church, where we want to draw spiritually thirsty people to Jesus by loving God, loving each other, and loving the world. We hope that today's message builds you up, gives you a little insight, and helps you find a brand new perspective. You can find us in Taylor, South Carolina, and online at springwell.org. That's springwell.org. Now let's jump into the message. Good morning. Y'all good? Are you awake? Is what I want to know. Bunch of sissies stayed home. Can you believe that? <laughs> we talk big because they ain't here. I guess. Turn to the person beside you and say, I just love you. Thank you. I love you. So we're in this brand new series called Better Than Normal. And today, today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, we're going to talk about a subject that I know that you cannot wait to hear about. We're going to talk about our health. We're going to talk about a better way to be healthy. It's okay. You can't even fake it good, can you? It's all right. I want to tell you about this Peanuts cartoon thing that I saw years ago. Anybody even know Peanuts, anybody ever heard of that, know what that is? Some of y'all too young to even know. Charlie Brown, Linus, uh, you know, Lucy. Anyway, so Lucy is running in the outfield. She's playing baseball. She's running to the outfield. And she's hollering, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Well, the ball goes over her head, lands right behind her. She picks up the ball. She throws it to Charlie Brown, who's on the mound. And she says, sorry, my, my body just doesn't want to do what my brain tells it to do. And Charlie Brown says, well, man, I got that. My brain and my body hadn't spoken to each other in years. How many of you (laughs) might want to just admit right now, my brain and my body hadn't spoken to each other in years either. Like, they're enemies. They don't want to talk to one another. Yeah, that's kind of the way it is, isn't it? So let's do a little bit of a review of the facts on the state of what normal is. For our health. Y'all ready? Got this right off the internet. You know it's true. According to the latest data from the 2017-18 National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, the obesity rate for adults 60 plus is 42.8%. Come on now, all the old people in the house. You don't don't know, do you? You don't know. It's going to get better as we get younger, right? No. Adults 40 to 59 is 44.8%. Nine and a boo-boo on y'all. We got y'all, you bunch of young whippersnappers. Adults 20 to 39 is 40%. And you would think, right, when you look at this, you would think the old people, fat and sassy, right? That's what you would think. Let's just be honest. And as you get younger, we would think that they're, you're more healthy. That's not true. It's just not true. The obesity rate for ages 2 to 19, 2 to 19, is 19.3%. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. According to the South Carolina DHEC website, obesity, this is not going to shock you, this is not going to be new information, obesity is linked to chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, and certain types of cancer. Some of you may not have been aware of that. 
Here's the statement that blew me away. The economic cost of obesity in South Carolina is estimated to be $8.5 billion per year, and it's growing. Did, did y'all, did you, did you feel that? Are you like me going, what? It's crazy. This is not going to be new. This shouldn't shock you either. The main risk factors for obesity and other chronic uh, conditions include two things that we can control. Here's what's so bad. It's two things that we can control. It's poor nutrition and a lack of physical activity. Did you hear what I just said? So you look at the state of, of affairs for us as a country. If you look at us, especially South Carolina, you will happen to know that we're like the seventh worst. We're not the worst. I was proud that we wasn't the worst. What do you think? I thought seven out of 50. We're doing all right, you know. Seventh. It's not good. It's not good nationwide. South Carolinians, we aren't any better. I guess it's all that fried, smothered, and covered that's killing us. Man, that's good right there, though, isn't it? <laughs> Here's the thing. According to everything I read since the pandemic, things have just gotten progressively worse. And here's the other thing that I read, is that our children are following along in our footsteps. And, and I, when I read that, I thought, wait a minute. So are our children following along in our footsteps, or are we following along with the demands of our children? So I hear parents all the time say, well, you know, we just did a fast pace. We've got this practice and that practice and another practice. And so we're rushing from one thing to another so we don't have time to cook. We're eating in the car. So we run by and we pick up whatever the kids will eat, which is usually some type of fast food, right? And so our children are following along in our footsteps or we're listening to the demands that they're putting on us and we're just not healthy. We're in a mess physically. So what are we going to do about it? <laughs> some of y'all thinking right now, I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> I, can hear, I can see the look on some of your faces. I really can't. I can't really see past the first row. What are we going to do about it? And that's kind of the thing because knowing what to do can be really, really confusing. Just go on the internet, it's what I did. And so I just did a quick research of, you know, just diets out there. And I by no means am going to list, this is not an exhaustive list. And so you, are you going to do keto, South Beach, The Zone, Atkins, The Mediterranean? Which just sounds sexy. <laughs> I don't have any idea what that is. It sounds good. What you want? I'm on, Meta, I'm on the Mediterranean diet, you know? I don't know. Vegan. Man, God ain't in that. <laughs> nope. So while I'm no expert, I am no expert on health, and I, I admit that, I do want to give you some practical advice, and then I am going to give you the, the, uh, the, the, some good hints, some, some words of wisdom from people that are much, much smarter than I am. They are professionals in the business. So here's the first thing. Are you ready? If you want to get better, how do, how do we do that? How do we... How do we have a better than normal kind of health? Here's the first one. This is so simple. Take an inventory. Take an inventory. Look at yourself. So here's the thing. Follow me carefully. Because I just love saying what I'm fixing to say. 
And that means I'm twisted. That's what that means. I want you to go home. I want you to stand in front of the mirror in your birthday suit. For those of you that don't know what that means, naked. (laughs) And for some of you, this is going to be painful. I'm just telling you right now. I've literally heard people say, I haven't seen myself naked in years. Why would I do that? Because you know what? Here's the thing. We need to take an honest inventory. And I got to be honest. When, when I said that a few minutes ago, there was a picture of me just a few minutes ago up on the screen of just two years ago. And I looked up there and went, have mercy. I was fat as mud. Why didn't y'all tell me? You tried. I don't know. Yeah, take an honest look at yourself. And then I would strongly suggest that you make an appointment with your doctor and take an honest look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Look at the numbers. What's your blood pressure? What's your cholesterol? Get a full blood panel. Sit down with your doctor. Go through it. You can argue with him if you want to. It won't do, he'll look at you and say, it doesn't do any good. This is, these are just the numbers. This is what it is. Some of you are going to need a verse of Scripture for this one, Right? Absolutely. Proverbs 14, verse 8 says, The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. So bottom line, bottom line, Proverbs is saying that it's wise to analyze. That's good right there, isn't it? It's wise to analyze. Let me show you a few more verses on self-examination. And I will confess that they're not just verses that are talking about a physical examination, but, it, but they are verses that talk about uh, examination, spiritual examination. And I would say that the same thing applies. And I really love the verse that I'm fixing to give you. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 28 says this, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread. Come on, that's good right there. Why are y'all looking at me like that? I thought it was the funniest thing. That's the best line I've got of the day. And this is talking about the Lord's Supper. It's before you have this, you you need to, before you partake of the bread that will represent the the body of Christ, the, the wine that will represent the blood, before you participate in this, you need to do a spiritual examination of yourself. And I'm saying that we need to do a physical examination of ourselves as well. In reference to our finances, verse, uh, Proverbs 27, verse 23 says this, Be sure to know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. I'm just saying that you have to know the state of your health because numbers just don't lie. Sometimes, I, two years ago, I didn't, see my, I didn't see that when I looked at myself. I don't even know what I weighed. It was a lot, I tell you that. So look at the numbers. So let me ask you a few questions that might help you to, to determine if maybe your health is not really that good. So let's take a little inventory by asking a few questions. So let me ask you this one. Are you constantly complaining about a lack of energy? Hello? Just go ahead and raise your hand. Get them up. It's all right. So I ain't doing that. We've got a couple honest people. I think one guy raised both his hands. Are you always fatigued? In other words, it's one thing to come to the end of the day and to say, man, I'm wore out. You know, at the end of every day, you just find that you're exhausted, that you're completely out of energy. It's, I think, a whole other story when you literally wake up in the morning, hello, and you just slept for 10 hours, 12 hours, and you wake up and you go, man, I'm wore out. Are you constantly fatigued? Do you, do you disregard, like totally disregard your physical condition? 
Like if you would just be gut level honest, you would say, man, I don't think anything about it. Never crosses my mind. And that's probably is when you're young you think that way. And then here's what happens to us. As we get older and we start having some aches and pains or we go to the doctor, not because we want to get our numbers checked, but because there's a physical, there's something wrong with us. And so we're forced to go to the doctor and now we have to look at something that we should have been looking at for years. I'm just saying. Are y'all having a good time? Do you pay any attention to your diet? Like at all? Like, I mean, do you think about it? Do you think, okay, I've had bacon for breakfast, I had fried chicken for lunch. I at least ought to do something a little more healthy for supper. Like a pork chop. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do you exercise at all? Like at all? And then here's the one. I came up with this question basically because I'm an older guy and I'm listening to a lot of folks that are older. Do you pass off the way that you feel? And say, I feel this way, but after all, I am 50. You know what? I feel this way. My knees, my knees hurt. My back hurts. You know, and really, honestly, it's just, I'm just getting older. Do you, do you tend to just say, you know what? It's my age. you got to do an honest inventory. Second. Second. got to seek out the wisdom from somebody that you know, you know is smarter than you. I better give you a few verses. Because some of y'all already thinking, I know, I know you because I know what you're thinking right now. Must be nice. I can't afford no trainer. I can't, I can't afford a, a, a nutritionist. Let me ask you this. Can you afford to be sick? Can you afford a heart attack? Can you afford to be at a certain age and then to find out that, really, you're surprised that you, if you'd known that you were going to live to be that age, you would have taken a lot better care of yourself. Hello? Some of you, I've heard that said. Man, if I knew I was going to be this, you know, if I knew I was going to be 60, I'd have took better care of myself. I thought I was going to die at 40. Some of y'all get that, some of y'all later on. Can you afford a heart attack? Can you afford to die early and leave your family behind? So I'm just saying, listen, here's the thing. Let me tell you what normal is. Normal's doing what everybody else is doing, right? It's the broad road. It's doing what everybody else is doing. But don't be shocked when you get the results that everybody else is getting. That's what I'm saying. And when we looked at the statistics just a few minutes ago, they're not good. So we're saying if you, want, if you want to go down this road with everybody else and feel bad like everybody else and be unhealthy like everybody else, then go down that road by all means. So let's turn to the Bible for some wisdom. Proverbs 11, verse 14, For the lack of guidance a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Proverbs 12, verse 15, the way of fools seems right to them. There is a, a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof leads to destruction, but the wise listen to advice. Honestly, I could just go on and on and on with Bible verses about seeking wisdom from others. In fact, I did one search, just one simple, quick, little bitty search, and came up with over 100 verses 
on, on seeking wisdom and guidance from others. And honestly, that's what I did about two years ago now with my health. And the thing of it is, I remember looking at that picture. Again, that guy messed me up. Somebody texted me last week, and we put this picture up here and said, who is that big boy up on the screen? I can't tell you what I said back either. It wasn't my churchy language. I'm just kidding. Kind of. I think that most of us have a knowledge of eating. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. So how many of you would say, okay, I know eating fried foods probably, that's, that's not good. Go ahead. Some of y'all just fight. Y'all fight. Just, uh-uh, I'm not participating. No. If I raise my hand, somebody will see me, and I'm not admitting it. How many of you would say, you know what, i got to be honest, sugar, uh, I know that sugar is like not really good for you. White sugar, yeah, that's right. We, see, we know that. The thing of it is, I don't know how to balance it all. That's what I, I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't know how to do it. And so I didn't, have to, I didn't know how to balance my macros. Who am I kidding? I didn't know what a macro was. I thought Lynn was speaking in tongues. I had no earthly idea what that word was. I said, What? She said a macro. I go, oh, it's too much for me. And so I tried other diets. I really did. I said, I'm just going to find a diet. And let me just tell you, I like keto. Hello? Y'all with me? Any, any, any diet that I'm on says I can have fried chicken, I'm in. And that really was it. Fried chicken, I heard you could eat fried chicken. You know what else I heard? You can have bacon. I said, say no more. Because <laughs> I'm going to eat bacon every meal. You know what I'm So, I mean, if it's okay one time a day, it's got to be great five times a day. And I would put bacon in a milkshake. I mean, I'm t- I love me some bacon. But the thing of it is, is I had limited success. And I just did. I had limited success. And so I would get down to a certain point. And honestly, when I, when I met with, with Lynn for the first time, she said, what's your goal? I said, <laughs> I, said can, I was 59 at the point. I said, can a 59-year-old man have 10 12% body fat? <laughs> You have to know Lynn. She said, if you do what I tell you, I went, I'm pretty sure I'm in because I'm scared of you. I didn't have the knowledge. I had to go to somewhere else for somebody to give me the knowledge that I needed to be successful. And as far as I know, I very well may be the healthiest I've ever been in my life. So let me give you two people that I know are smarter than me, that I know can give us some great advice on health and nutrition. First one is Tracy Ward. She is a certified personal trainer. She's sitting right over here. I think I need you to be an usher. So if you could take up the offering every week, I'm pretty sure the offering would go up. It's like if you could hold the bucket one hand and then, you know, maybe give them a bicep with another and say, hey, hey, hey. I'm just saying, if I'm not mistaken, Tracy, you were about 300 pounds right there on the left. Is that correct? Wow. Let me tell you why I thought it was important that you see that picture. Because here's the thing. You will look at, you will look at her now and think, she couldn't possibly understand me. She wouldn't have any idea what I go through. I mean, look at her. But she has been there. So she gives us some great advice. One of the things that she said and I thought was awesome, she says there's never going to be an easy time to get healthy and fit. And that's the truth. How many of you learned that? right? You went through the holidays, right? You said, well, it's not good Thanksgiving. And then you said, well, it's not good it's Christmas. And then you said, well, New Year's Eve's not real good. And then New Year's Day, 
that ain't good. And then, and then let's say like somewhere like January, you know, fourth, third, fourth, fifth, you went on a diet, and then, and then all of a sudden you said, well, Valentine's Day is coming. And like, I don't want to eat rice cakes. I want some chocolate cake, you know. And so you got that in your mind. And so it's like there's never a good time to do it. She's exactly right. She says, get, you know, set some small goals and hit them one at a time. Absolutely. You can look at where you need to be and to become so overwhelmed with that goal that you just quit before you ever start. And then this is the third one I thought was absolutely invaluable. She says, don't let the devil use food, watch this, to fuel your depression. Here's the thing, folks. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am convinced that food, sugar has so much to do with our mental health that we can't imagine. We, can, we can't imagine what it does. And I've literally, I've literally watched people change how they eat. They clean up their diet. And I've literally looked at people who said, you know what, I, gotta, I, gotta, I just feel better. I feel better mentally. I feel better emotionally. It's huge. I wonder, is it possible that there's medications that we might be able to get off? I Might, might. I underline the word might. Some need to be on medication. Do not misunderstand me. But not all of us. Lynn Reef. <laughs> Lynn will be uh, ushering next week. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is we, we, we went to her website trying to get some pictures, and Lynn, is a, she is an I. FBB Pro, which means she's a professional bodybuilder. It's hard to tell by looking at her, I know. <laughs> she said this was not a good pick. How many of you would trade with her right there? You'd say, I got that, I'll trade with that. And there's a lot of you men saying, I wish I had her arms. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, yeah. She is a nutrition guru and she is a pro. And according to Lynn, four things that she said, make sure that you're really ready to fully commit. Absolutely. Because it's a commitment. And just so you know, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, is, is it going to be easy? No. It's not. Number two, there'll be sacrifices that you have to be willing to make for the bigger picture. Number three is consistency. Consistency is the key. Guess what? If you're not uh, really ready to fully commit, then you're never going to be consistent. And you're never going to be willing to make the sacrifices. And then the number four is, is huge. She says this, think long-term health, not dieting. I don't know people that think that way. Look, come on, man, let's, let's just be honest. How many of us going to die because I want to look better? Go ahead, get your hand up, it's all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I looked at myself and I said, have mercy. I look like I ate a couple people. I mean... <laughs> It's awful, you know? And so we think about how we look first, right? And when you're young, that's the way you are when you're young. And so you go on a diet, I want to lose 10 pounds. And here's the problem with that. When your goal was to lose 10 pounds, once you lose that 10 pounds, now what do you do? You're right. We go back to what we did before, and then we can't imagine why we gained that 10 pounds back. <gasps> I was just eating chicken five times a week. I used to eat it six. It's crazy. You have to think about your health or it's going to kill us. Third, you've got to develop a system. Develop a system. <laughs> this is awesome. I wrote it. I think it's just awesome. <laughs> Good health does not come by accident. So y'all don't, I can tell y'all don't, well, that's not that good. Not that good. It's not automatic. 
But you already knew that. So let me tell you what you do. You plan. If you don't have a plan, you're planning to fail. I'm just telling you. You got to set some goals. You have to have a system. There's got to be a vehicle that will get you to your goals. There has to be structure for recovery. Write that down because that's good. And listen to me. I don't care what your recovery is. There needs to be a program. There needs to be structure. There needs to be people to hold you accountable. Without all of that, you will fail. You need a system. He says, is there a Bible verse on this? Yep. Ephesians 5 verse 15 says this. Be careful. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise but as wise. Watch this. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. How do you make the most of every opportunity? You plan for it. So I did a whole series a few weeks ago talking about habits and systems. And honestly, you just need to go back and listen to it again. Uh, I also mentioned some books uh, that I read that prepared me for that series. And you need to get those books and just go back and develop a system. Develop a system and then with the help of somebody that's wiser than you. Because here's the thing, you'll get confused. So the one of the things I know when I look at Tracy, I go, well, she must know what she's talking about. She was 300 pounds. She looked like this. She, obviously, she's got some wisdom here. She's had success. Why don't I talk to somebody that knows more than me and develop a plan? I'm just saying. Fourth, choose an exercise routine that you enjoy. I literally wrote this, duh. I thought, I wrote that down, duh, think about it. Part of what sustains physical activity is liking the activity. So for years, I've had people look at me and say, man, I don't like to run. I don't exercise because I hate to run. And I go, well, running's not the only thing. Believe it or not, there's other forms of, of, of physical act, activity that, besides that. Other people say, well, I'm, I'm not a, I hate lifting weights. I don't want to go to the gym. Guess what? There are other things that are out there. Here's what I'm saying. You may have to experiment, find something that you like, and do it. Now, I will say this. I will say this. If you're walking, that's cool. If you're walking, but if you're walking every day and you don't get your heartbeat over 80, and I love it. People say, I got my Fitbit. I, I did 5,000 steps today. I said, yeah, your heartbeat never got over 75. I think you were sitting in the recliner. <laughs> I love that commercial. Have y'all seen the commercial where the lady puts her, her Fitbit on a dog's tail? That's awesome. <laughs> and I know some people I'm thinking, well, it ain't helping you fat as mud. I mean, it ain't helping you. Maybe it's helping the dog. I don't know. It's going to be uncomfortable. That's my point. It's going to be uncomfortable. I know you don't want to hear that. It's just going to be uncomfortable. It's going to hurt. There's going to be some pain involved. Fifth, get an accountability partner. Get an accountability partner. Having friends is one of the most important ways to sustain any commitment. That's why in recovery we talk about having sponsors and accountability partners and stepbrothers and stepsisters. And that's why we do what we do on Thursday night so that we can surround you with a group of people that you can do life with and a group of people that can hold you accountable. That's what you need. Life, believe it or not, is a we thing, not an I thing. And I wrote this next statement and I just laughed this morning. I thought it was funny. 
Y'all probably won't, but, but I did. I said, rope somebody. I said, you'll have to tie them up. I don't know. It, just, it was funny to me when I read it this morning. Rope somebody into sharing the commitment with you and hold each other accountable. Now, let me give you a few verses. Galatians 6, 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Proverbs 27, 7, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Ecclesiastes 4, awesome passage. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity the man who falls, who falls when he's all alone. So my theory is this. If I'm going to suffer through a leg day with John, and y'all don't know John, Tracy, some of you know John. They called EMS one day. It's the truth, didn't it? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. They called EMS. A guy just fell out on the floor. I said, leg day with John. And my theory is if I'm going to suffer through a leg day with John, Mark Dyer's going to do it with me. And I say that, and Mark is the one who gets us doing these leg days with John. With John. And, and he brings up Jesus. He says, well, we'll have an opportunity to share the Lord with him. And after my last leg day, I said, I don't care if he knows Jesus. I'm just... <laughs> can't believe I said that. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Six. This is really super important. And, and no matter what kind of recovery you're in, don't, don't let relapse defeat you. Yes. Let me say it one more time. Don't let relapse defeat you. Because it happens to everybody. It just does. You know, people start missing a workout. They start missing a, a, a day of running or being on the treadmill or going to the gym, whatever the case might be. And and then you know what? The first day that you don't go, you say, I'm just a loser. I'm just a loser. I've never done this. I'm never going to do this. I'm, I quit. Don't do that. Don't allow relapse to defeat you. Have, your, have those accountability partners around you to encourage you and love you and call you on your junk. They're no good if they're not going to be honest with you. If you don't allow them to speak truth, then you're wasting your time and you're wasting theirs. And then just do the next right thing. Same thing can apply to your uh, principle, can apply to your food plan. Just because you blow one meal, Mark. <laughs> I want to go over here. He's a big boy. He's a real big boy. <clears throat> just because you blow it one meal plan doesn't mean you have to throw in the towel and quit. Just because you blow one day, eat the next meal right. Get back on the wagon. Life's not over. And last, if you really want to do better than normal with your health, put Jesus at the center of your life. <laughs> I bet you, some of you, I know you so well, what's he got to do with it? <laughs> what has Jesus got to do with this whole thing? For some of us, for most of us, evidently nothing, but... He should be a critical point. Let me give you some verses. Philippians 4.13. Because I can do all things through him, through Jesus, through Christ who gives me the strength. And then this is an awesome passage. Hang on. It's going to get really good. Colossians 1.15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether 
thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and they've been created for him. He, he is before all things. Watch this. And in him, and in him all things hold together. If your life is falling apart, maybe it's because Jesus is not at the center to hold all things together. That's good right there. I liked it. I thought it was good. Let me give you another verse. I read it every day. I know some of you are tired of hearing it. But I need it in my life. Isaiah 41.10. I need this. I need, to, I need to be reminded of this. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. For I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. Don't let relapse defeat you. Because I'm your God. <laughs> and every morning he speaks to me and he says, because I'm going to help you. You're not going to go through the day by yourself. I'm going to strengthen you and I'm going to help you. And I, I love this, and it may not mean anything to y'all, but for me, I look at it because and will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And you know what I think about, and I know I'm twisted, but I think he don't need both hands. He just, just needs one hand. That's how strong he is. As a follower of Jesus, I confess to you that without Jesus in my life, I would totally be off the rails physically. I am a food addict. And I need him as much to keep me on track physically as I do spiritually. In fact, I'm in front of y'all all the time, right? So, you know, y'all get a chance to see where I'm at on my plan. And uh, so, you know, the holidays, man, I, I struggled a little. <laughs> Who are we kidding? I wasn't struggling. I was having a good time. <laughs> I was going to be honest with you. It got good. And, and I didn't gain a whole lot of weight, honestly. About seven pounds, and seven pounds, for me, I thought, man, I can gain that in a day. <laughs> you know, so I thought seven pounds, pretty good. And, but I had to ask, why? And you know what? Lynn pushed me a couple times, ticked me off. But she pushed me with a couple things. And I said, <sighs> I walked away, and as I processed what she said, I went, oh, my God, you're right. I'm an emotional eater, and so I found. So why, why was I, go, I was going to food because I needed food to comfort me. Some of y'all do that with drugs. Some of you do it with alcohol. Some of you do it with work. Some of you do it with sex. You do it with relationships. For me, it's food. I need Jesus in my life. I need him, and I need people in my life and to be around me to help me stay on track. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to serve the Lord as long as I can. Maybe you're not a follower of Jesus. And today has totally just taken you by surprise. You thought, this is the weirdest day I've ever been at church. Like, health? And maybe you thought, for all the days for me to go, like I... Maybe you thought you needed one of them hellfire and brimstone kind of messages. I don't know. But I hope what you heard is this. Is that God loves you so much that he cares about your physical as well. It's not just, it's not just the spiritual. 
And the spiritual is absolutely a part of it, but he, ca- he cares about all of you. He cares about how you feel and how you navigate your day and how you wake up in the morning, how you go through your day, how you, how you lay your head down at night. He cares about those things. And maybe you've just figured out, you know what? Life's tough and I feel the weight of my sin is what I feel. It's nasty. And maybe you've tried to, to get rid of it on your own and you, and you just can't. You've tried to be better, but you can't be good enough, right? And then, and then you're good for a few days, but then you relapse. Don't you want to know that God loved you so much that he sent his, his son, his one and only son? And his one and only son loved you so much that he said, I'm willing to be the Savior of the world. I'm willing to take your sin and put it on me. I'm perfect, never sinned, but I'm going to take your sin, and I'm going to go to the, uh, the Roman cross of all the times in history. I'm going to come in a time when, when death will be at its worst. It'll be nasty and hard. They'll beat me almost to death before they ever put me on a, on a cross, and then I'll hang naked before the world on three nails to show you that ha- this is how much I love you, that I'm willing to do all of this to shed my blood so that you can know the forgiveness of sin. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. And this morning, what you feel right now is the presence and the power of God. And he's telling you that he loves you, and he's saying, give me your life, all the brokenness. And he's saying, you know what? Hey, maybe you got some weight issues to deal with, but you know what? You got some sin issues. Bring me, bring me your sin. I'll take it. I paid for it. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you're not a follower of Jesus and you'd like to be, then maybe you'd pray a prayer or something like this. You would say, well, Jesus, I just acknowledge that I need forgiveness. And I'm telling you that I do believe in you. I, I can't explain it all. But I'm going to, by faith, choose to believe. I believe that you died for me. That you rose again. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. And I'm asking you right now to be my Savior. Fill me with your spirit so I can follow you for the rest of my life. So that I can be faithful to you. And show your love to a, to a world that certainly doesn't know very much about your love. From this day forward, my life is not my own. Lord, thank you for the power of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the wisdom and the truth that we can glean from it. And Lord, the bottom line is that we can't be physically healthy or spiritually healthy or emotionally healthy without you. We're lost without you. You are what holds everything together. We just want to tell you that we love you. It's in your sweet name that we pray.